to do that. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The 2021 NBA playoffs will feature a play-in tournament. The top six teams from each conference are guaranteed a spot of the playoffs, but teams 7 through 10 will have to engage in the play-in tournament to advance to the playoffs. On Rush Hour with Danny Berg, VSIN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel was asked, if the Golden State Warriors can make the playoffs. You know, it depends, I guess, like on the, like how the bracket falls, who their opponents are going to be. And I think they really want like a team like Memphis uh, to beat the Portland Trailblazers so they can get a crack at Portland and their 27th ranked defense, right? That makes it a little bit easier for Steph Curry. And then from a defensive standpoint, you as a team can kind of handle that situation. The Spurs are kind of sliding at this point right now. They lost Derek White, third leading scorer. So the, the path is there. And I would... Like, I think I'd want a little bit more of the plus price on them, but it's very realistic that they make it there, Danny. The problem is, is and this is the issue I've had with Golden State this entire time, you can't be relying on a single player to do all of your dirty work offensively. You know, he's been playing really well, Steph Curry, but remember that 14-game stretch where he was averaging about 40 points per game. They were still 18th in offensive efficiency during that stretch. And now Kelly Oubre, at least one of the guys who can, like, semi-create his own shot is another offensive valve for them. If he's not going to be on the floor, this team really has nothing outside of Curry. And so in those non-Curry minutes, those are going to be a problem. And even when Curry's out there, he's just going to be taking a load of the action. So the path is there, but realistically, you should be getting more odd. You should be getting more in your favor if you want to bet that. So I don't think there's really much value in it. VSEN Senior NBA Analyst Jonathan Von Tobel on Rush Hour with Danny Burke heard weekdays 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on VSEN. The odds for the Golden State Warriors to make the playoffs, a yes-no bet, yes plus 108, no minus 137. On My Guys of the Desert with Daniel Belvari and Wes Reynolds, Mike Palm of Circa Sports was asked about the liability in the NHL futures market at Circa. Well, we've seen some, uh, some action now come in, obviously, on Carolina. They've played very well uh, down the stretch here. It looks like they're going to win that division in the southeast. We saw early some... Maple Leaf money uh, backing Toronto in the north there. I told you last week, I think Edmonton has a real good shot to come out of to come out of the north. I like them better than Toronto right now. But, of course, obviously the biggest liability is with our hometown team. Do you, do you uh, anticipate or are the Oilers kind of going to be your St. Louis Blues from a couple of years ago, Mike? Because I know you got on them at the right time when they were one of the worst teams in the league. They ran it all the way to the Cups thanks to uh, Mr. Bennington. Yes. Uh, I hope they can be. I got them at 30 to one, and then last year we got the Stars to the final uh, at 30 to one as well, and we're able to cash their bet, bet back uh, Tampa in the final uh, and made a nice profit off that. Hopefully they can come out of they can come out of the North, obviously get into the final four. Then you've already locked up locked up a profit there. I just think they're playing well right now. Mike Smith is hot. They got that awesome first line, obviously. And, uh, you know, they're going to be tough to deal with. They had kind of a slow start to the year, but they've sort of gotten their legs underneath them right now and are playing as well as anybody up north. Mike Palm of Circus Sports and host of Nuts on VSIN on My Guys of the Desert with Danielle Alvarez and Wes Reynolds. My Guys heard weekdays 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on VSIN. Our VSIN experts are covering all of the betting action for baseball, the NHL, and NBA playoff races. Plus, we're looking at all the golf, tennis, and NASCAR best bets every week. We give you all the tools to increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game at vcin.com. And you'll get our daily best bets email and point spread weekly. 
Get your 10-day free trial now at vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. The spring sports calendar is packed with betting opportunities and our VSIN experts are on top of all the betting action. We're looking at early season baseball trends, what teams are peaking and tanking heading into the NBA and NHL playoffs to give you the betting edge. Cashing tickets is our goal no matter what sport or season and this spring you can count on the VSIN experts to stay on top of every angle. Start your free trial today at vsin.com slash subscribe and put our team to work for you. Welcome into the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa. James Salinas is along for the ride. He is in colorful Colorado. And happy Mother's Day to everybody out there on this Sunday where we get you ready for another day of sports betting opportunities. Good morning to you, James. We've got several games that will be going here at the top of the hour. And your Sunday of action begins in the NBA, it'll be the Heat at the Celtics, 10 a.m. Pacific and uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. And this is a key game here between a couple of ga- uh, t- couple of teams with playoff implications in the Eastern Conference. Miami is currently in the sixth hole, which is the final uh, non-play-in slot. Boston is in seventh, which, of course, would be the first play-in position. Now, the Heat lead the Celtics by just a game. So, really, a lot is riding here as far as being in the play-in round or avoiding it. Miami's been the hotter team. They've won 7 of 10. The Celtics just 4 and 6 over their last 10. Now the Celtics have become an underdog on their home court. The favorite has flipped here. Miami is now laying a point with a total of 222. Brady, I bet this game about an hour ago, and I took plus one for the Heat, and it was the same plus one as same as what the money line was as far as the juice was concerned. Usually, I would just take the money line if it was in my favor, but in this case, took the one point here, and I get where this is going with the Heat because, like you said, they've played very well the last couple weeks. They're getting healthy finally. I think this Heat team, I've been waiting for this team, and this, this team's obviously, like a lot of teams, Brady, have gone through injuries, COVID outbreaks within the locker room, you name it. The Heat have suffered their fair share uh, of these issues too. They are about as healthy as they've been all season long. So we see the last couple weeks starting to round into playoff form because I think I've been waiting to see them come together barely based on the momentum that we saw in last year's bubble, making it to the finals as well as they played. Uh, So it's been a struggle all season long for them to stay healthy. They're finally there. And then on the other side, looking at the Celtics, Jalen Brown has been ruled out with an ankle injury. I know they're still kind of thin on the interior up front at the five position with Williams 
games may or may not go today. And then I feel like Jason Tatum, he's had some spectacular games of late over the last month, some big 60-point games, huge games that he's had, but he's really had to carry this offense on his back and then did not shoot the ball well the other night and really an ugly loss to the Bulls. So I think here, just wondering where their legs are. It's one of those kind of earlier starts, which is which can be favorable for the home team at some point. But I, I went with the Heat here, Brady, just feeling like I like where they're going right now. They're healthy, and like you said, they are battling for that sixth position in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'd be with you. They just feel like the better team, the more consistent team as of late. And uh, laying one point even seems cheap. Uh, good move by you getting the point there. Uh, on to the Diamonds, and we start in the American League East. The Red Sox are at the Orioles, 10.05 Pacific, 1.05 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Nick Pavetta taking on Dean Kramer. Boston has won three straight. They're up by three games in the division, and they're trying to guarantee a uh, series victory with a win over Baltimore today. They're a road favorite over the Orioles, minus 135, James, with a total of nine. Looking at this line here, that's basically where we're at as well. I see some 150, so money is coming in on the Red Sox, and you, you rightfully so, Brady. This team is hitting the baseball. They lead the majors in batting average, runs scored uh, up and down that lineup. Really good approach at the plate that we're seeing consistently out of the Red Sox, and that's why they lead the lead all of the bigs when it comes to hitting the baseball. And we know that the ball carries very well there in Baltimore. And kind of looking, I was looking here trying to find. I haven't made a play on this. This game at all yet, Brady. I'm not sure if I will. I was leaning towards the Red Sox here, but you know, Pavetta. I'm just wondering, are we going to start to see some regression? Kind of surprising how well he's pitched thus far for the Red Sox. I'm just wondering, is this the day that we start to see some regression? So I was actually kind of considering leaning towards the total sitting there at nine and maybe a team total based for the Red Sox, but there's juice pretty high at three and a half, so maybe four and a half. But to get five runs here, laying a dollar fifteen. Still on the fence with that. So usually when I'm on the fence this late, getting this close to when games start, I usually just stay away. Yeah, I'm going to stay away. But I do lean Orioles and the over. I'm with you on a lot of runs being scored. Again, uh, the Red Sox, certainly an offensive machine. The Nationals at the Yankees, Joe Ross versus Domingo Herman, And what a game on Saturday, James. Kind of feel bad for Max uh, Scherzer, who fanned 14 Yankees. But in the end, Washington suffers the loss 4-3 to three in a 11 innings to the Yankees. It'll be the rubber match today in the Bronx. Yankees a minus 150 favorite with a total of nine. I suffered the loss in that game yesterday too. It's ah. one of the rare games where it was one of the rare games where I actually played the full nines. I wanted to ride out through Scherzer, and, and I like the Nats bullpen. They, that's what it's one of their strengths too. Obviously, the pitching is what what drives that team from the starters to that bullpen. You were uh, getting a, you were getting a small dog price there, and if I would have told was. you Scherzer was going to fan fourteen batters, you would have jumped <laughs> yeah. all over it. I would have kept firing and adding on and <laughs> adding on. So I'm glad I didn't. I just left it the way that it was. Uh, but, yeah, I did. It was a small day. I think I was getting plus 105, so mm -hmm. not a big dog yeah. in Scherzer. But anytime you're getting plus money on, on a pitcher like Scherzer, I just couldn't resist. But here we go again. I think we saw – we've seen it all season long, Brady, but definitely saw a lot of bullpens just fall apart last night across the across the country of Major League Baseball. And, obviously, for the Nats, couldn't hold on either in the ninth inning or into the extras. So, you know, you, you 
live and learn from those things. I'll bet I would bat I would do it again. I would back Scherzer again at, at getting that small dog price, even though it is the Yankees playing at Yankee Stadium. Now here, looking at these pitchers, both of these guys are really kind of for me bet against when we're talking about Ross and Herman. Now Herman's uh, been kind of up and both both pitches have been kind of inconsistent so far this season so I didn't want to play with the total here uh, this feeling like even though the Yankees have the have the pop to be able to do it playing better as of the last couple weeks just not really trusting that Nationals team to be able to consistently string some hits together so I couldn't find any angle here I don't want to back either of these pitches as far as a side goes so I have not bet this game the Diamondbacks at the Mets it'll be Riley Smith versus Jacob DeGrom and the struggles continue for Arizona as they now have dropped five in a row. The Mets, meanwhile, have won four in a row and they're back on top in the National League East. Grom gets the ball for New York after missing his last start. And, of course, when he starts, the Mets are a big favorite. They're looking for the sweep today. Minus 310 is the number on the money line. Six and a half for your total. Minus 350 out here. So wow. definitely paying a premium, right? So definitely paying a premium here to back to Grom. And obviously he's, in my mind, the best pitcher in the bigs and has played has pitched like it so far this season. His his ERA is at 0-5-1, so he's, no one's getting any hits off of him. He's 35 innings pitch, 59K, so they're not even able to put the ball in play against DeGrom this season. Sometimes, though, and, and I did read about his bullpen. You know, he, like you said, he did miss that last start with a lat with some lat soreness. His bullpen session apparently on Friday was just fine. Green light to go. Uh, but I, I can't lay a number like that here, Brady. Laying 350 over $3, especially. Uh, I mean, you, I normally kind of would like to lean and take a dog in this situation. I'm not going to go against DeGrom by any means, but we we're talking about the Diamondbacks. You talked about it. Five straight losses. Banged up lineup, really, and they've only put 10 runs on the board collectively in those five games. Just not a team that I can trust to try to stay within this game. But the Mets side, kind of shaky, offensively inconsistent, so not even looking at a run line. Was thinking about a run line here, but even that is sitting there juiced at about $1.35. I see $1.40 for some of these run lines for DeGrom and the Mets. Not a play that I'm going to make. Yeah, you know, at, at minus 300, that, that's probably, I think, what it should be. But you're talking minus 350. Minus 330 is the highest number I'm seeing out here in Las Vegas. But uh, if it was minus 350 and I'm getting three to one on the underdog uh, Diamondbacks, that might be worth a look. But I I'm going to stay away from this game. DeGrom is a joy to watch, and that's what I'm going to do today. The Reds at the Indians. This will be Tyler Molly against Sam Hetkiss. Cleveland got it done on Saturday, winning nine to two. And that makes it seven out of their last 10 into the win column. They're now just half game back of Chicago in the the AL Central. The Reds dip to one game below 500, and they're three and a half back of St. Louis in the NL Central. Now, Cincinnati is a road favorite today, a small price, minus 122 in favor of the Red Legs with a total of eight. Brady, this one, this game is off the board here. I think this game is postponed. I'm seeing postponed on my on my sheet here as far as this game's concerned. I think there's a lot of bad weather that we're going to see in the Midwest today. So obviously, I think they've made the call there with Cleveland. I have that off the board here where I'm sitting. Are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Now I'm looking for in? it now. And I was just looking at this before we came on the air. I'll see if maybe it's updated since then. But, uh, you know, they had a lineup and everything. Uh, it was 122 at last glance. Let me see here. 
Uh, I'm seeing on I'm the still, schedule, Brady, well, that it you know says what? postponed. I see PPD on mine, so I think this okay. game's off the board. Okay, all right. This, I've this still got about the half the books with a lineup here in Las Vegas. So. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it, well, and that's and, and we kind of talked about that yesterday, too, Brady, where if we – if these games where we're suspecting rain or maybe the game might be interrupted because of weather. I usually just typically stay away from that game, especially for me. I, uh, a lot of times, and I think for most betters, when we're getting into Major League Baseball, you're betting on the starting pitching. And anytime that could be potentially be interrupted due to rain or bad weather, I usually stay away. Well, I did like the Indians in the role of the underdog here. I think they've certainly been the better team and the hotter, day, hotter team as of late. We'll see if that one ends up going off. Maybe it's delayed. We'll find out. Out shortly, I imagine. The Brewers at the Marlins. This will be Eric Lauer against Sandy Alcantara. Rubber match here today in Miami as Milwaukee got the win on Saturday. Brewers are two games back in the NL Central. Marlins are two games back in the NL East, and they're a home favorite today. Minus 136 and a lower total of seven. It's climbed all the way up here. The Marlins are definitely getting the money out here in Colorado anyway, Brady. This number is up to Marlins $1.55. And I wow. wanted to back the Marlins. Yeah, if I could have got $1.36 like you were talking about, I probably would have jumped on it. Now it's up to $1.55. And I like Alcantara. He's been he's obviously there. He's been their most consistent pitcher. Really eats a lot of innings. He's gone six innings, at least six innings and six out of his seven starts. So really the workhorse pitcher for the Marlins. And in this case here, the Brewers Finally broke that streak, broke that six-game losing streak, but it's a team that just hasn't been able to hit the baseball and string any kind of consecutive streak going where they're trying to score runs and more than just had a big inning yesterday, and that's kind of been how it's for the most part, how it's been going for the Brewers all season long. Great pitching staff, bullpens very solid too. They were able to come in and close out the game yesterday, but just a, a, just a lineup here that I don't really trust even as a dog in this spot. And Brett Anderson, he's coming off the injured list. A lot of times when the pitcher comes off an injured list, I'll either bet against him or I'll stay away. And in this case, the price, I think for me right now, I was thinking the Marlins, Brady, but I think now sitting at $1.55 out here, it's just a little too rich for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I like to fade a pitcher coming off of the injured list, and I like Alcantara as well. 136 is still the number here at South Point. The consensus is up to minus 140, and the high water mark out here in Las Vegas is minus 145 on the Miami Marlins. The Twins at the Tigers. It'll be Kenta Maeda facing Matthew Boyd. Detroit got a much-needed win on Saturday, 7-3 to over Minnesota to even the series at one game apiece, and the Twins are once again a good size favorite on the road today, minus 160. 60 on the money line, seven and a half for your total. Looking at Kenta Maeda, really struggling off to a very slow start this year. He's only had one start out of his six starts where he's gone at least six innings. So he's been he's been hit pretty good this season. Really isn't fooling a lot of batters up there. And and his his I think his walk ratio is fine, but you know he's pitching to a lot of contact here. Now thinking about the Detroit Tigers on that side, not putting a lot of balls in play and not making a lot of contact this season. And then on the other side, taking the hill, Matt Boyd. Another one. He didn't come off the injured list, but he did miss his last start with a sore knee. So sometimes those are the kind of things, Brady, anytime we have questions about a, a pitcher's health and they're coming back after missing a start, I want to see them in there. If, if I was going to play this, it would only be in-game, but I don't think I, I don't think I want anything to do 
with this this contest. Yeah, the price seems a little high to me, and Boyd's been pretty good for the Tigers, but uh, I'm staying away as well, James. Uh, beginning in the following hour, 11.10 Pacific, 2.10 p.m. Eastern, it will be the White Sox at the Royals. Lucas Giolito facing off with Mike Miner, and Kansas City has now lost seven in a row, and that is following a 9-1 to beatdown they took from Chicago on Saturday. White Sox are going for the sweep on the road today. Giolito and company a minus 140 favorite with a total of seven and a half well i wish i would have got that number because i took him at 150 i did back the chai <laughs> you are in today. the mile high city everything's higher up I'm there james a, it, it, i know it is that's <laughs> what i'm saying it was it's now i had it at a dollar 50 it's up to a dollar 55 now wow. money coming on on the white Sox, and and looking at it from this perspective i get it the royals struggling to hit the baseball right you talked about it lost seven straight only scored one run in the past three games were shut out in two of those games so not stringing together hits here and i think like thinking about giolito in the high expectations for him like last year coming into this year as well and hasn't quite lived up to those expectations but it's still early in the season here and considering the fact that uh, we saw the Royals have to dip into their bullpen in that first inning they, the Chai Sox put up eight runs on that rookie Daniel Lynch that came in welcome to the bigs young fella and they tattooed him in that first inning so uh, I think Mike Miner's going to have to try to eat some innings here this is not a pitcher that I trust so White Sox here at $1.50 I laid the juice Kansas City started off the year like a house of fire and since have lost seven straight and are now uh, trailing the White Sox in the division by two and a half games. So obviously uh, head to head here with the division leader, they really can't afford to lose any more ground. But a tough assignment today going up against Lucas Giolito. Uh, Blue Jays and Astros, James, we'll talk about that one next. We have a new pitcher making his season debut for Toronto in Nate Pearson. He was supposed to be in Triple-A Buffalo today, but uh, called him up to the bigs to take on the Astros in Houston. We'll talk about that one next. Also, a couple of hockey games and an NBA slate to get to here on the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. It's VSIN. Show Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you on a Mother's Day Sunday. Talking baseball here. We left off with the Blue Jays and the Astros. It'll be Nate Pearson versus Zach Grinke. Both of these teams are three games back of first place in their respective divisions. And I mentioned Pearson was supposed to get the start in AAA Buffalo today, but he has been summoned to Houston to get the start there against the Astros. And Houston is favored, and they've seen the money here, James. I saw it earlier this morning at minus 145. Now up to minus 169 is your total. I understand why that money's coming in on Houston. You have a, you're making your debut this year, and Nate Pearson coming in was not supposed to be coming up. Had to pull him up to uh, make this spot start, and only has 18 innings to his credit in the bigs that carried over from last season. So not much of a book as far as a scouting report to try to get into and dig in and bet against and or bet on. But I I was looking here actually, Brady. I'm uh, I I found the line because it's not out. BetMGM out here in Colorado. I do not have a line for this game it is not up which is unfortunate because I wanted to find a prop on Granky 
Granky hasn't been pitching. He's kind of a little up and down. We know how Granky pitches. He is not going to be one that's going to try to overpower you. He's going to nibble. He's going to he's going to paint. He's going to be outside on the black and really try to change speeds, change eye levels, and keep hitters off balance. And I think this is a good matchup for Granky going against really a free swinging, aggressive lineup in the Blue Jays. Yeah, they got plenty of hitters in there, but they tend to be very aggressive up there at the plate, and it kind of plays into the way Granky wants to pitch. He wants to get ahead of you, have you chasing pitches outside the zone because he will not give in to you. So I think here, if I can find one, I haven't played this game. That's a big number. I did find the, I did find it out here at another book at a dollar sixty, but I don't have any of those player props, unfortunately, because usually at BetMGM is where I go to find those pitcher props, which have been doing pretty well so far this season for me, Brady. But nothing as of yet, so I'm going to keep my eyes open for that to see if we can get a, a Granky prop to come out here soon. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a very good angle on Granky, who's really become a totally different pitcher than where he was earlier in his career. The Rockies at the Cardinals. Herman Marquez versus Adam Wainwright. Good game on Saturday at Bush. Colorado would just not go away, but finally St. Louis prevailed 9-8. to eight. The Rockies now eight games back in the NL West. The Cardinals on top in the NL Central, and they've won eight out of their last ten. They are favored today going for the sweep. Minus 150 on the money line with a total of seven. I have the same line out here, Brady. It is $1.50. Uh, juiced a little bit to the over, sitting at 7. This is another one where weather might be an issue. It's going to be like we talked about the in the Midwest, what's going on in Cleveland if that game is postponed. This one might be delayed, so I'm going to keep an eye on that one. But right now, unfortunately for the Rockies, it's just another. Yeah, they actually put some runs on the board yesterday and were able to to get to Carlos Martinez. But here, 2-13 and 13 on the road and their home splits when it comes to hitting the baseball here in Coors field and then on the road just a tough team to back right now and, and Wainwright's actually been he I think he's kind of exceeded at least what I expected him to be able to come out and do so far this season not a bad season so far early in the for the first month of competition for Wainwright but here with the weather looming and depending on what might happen if this game is delayed and or halted at some point because of the weather and the rain rolling in I'm just going to stick away from it James, did you do anything with uh, the two hockey games today? Kind of a weird schedule for the NHL, just two games on the ice, and both of them are basically meaningless. You've got the Dallas Stars at the Blackhawks. Stars are minus 135 favorites. The total's five and a half. And then you've got the Senators at the Flames. The Flames are not math uh, mathematically out of it just yet, but it's awful close. And they're a big favorite at minus 200. Any hockey action for you today? No, not now. Now with the Stars being eliminated, Blackhawks as well, like you said, at this point here, you've just got a couple games left. you got to figure these teams are just ready to call it good. I'm not, unless there's certain incentives that they're playing for, which, you know, we, we would have to dig into more f to, to determine that with both of these games, just knowing what a grind of a season and a tight season it's been in the NHL. A lot of back-to-backs, a lot of condensed games for these teams. i got to suspect both, but with both of these games, no play for me because really I'm sure these guys are just ready to get the season over with and enjoy the offseason. James, both of these totals are at five and a half, which is kind of low for a hockey game. And, you know, with both of these teams or all four of these teams really kind of being out of it and packing their bags, the theory in the NBA often is when you have nothing to play for, are you going to play any defense at all? Maybe taking a shot with both of the overs in these hockey games today. Does that make any sense? Looking at these numbers, you said five and a half out here. I got to pay for everything's higher out here, Brady. They're both <laughs> sitting at six right now. Juice to the under. Both Somebody's at thinking 20. like me there. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're ahead of you out here. At least they're ahead of you out here. Uh, so sitting at six, I, I wouldn't play that now, knowing you got to get to seven to, to knock that out. Yeah, I, I can hear you loud and clear there. Might play over five and a half, though, if these teams are just going to skate up and down the ice and probably not play a whole lot of defense. We'll get to the NBA card coming up next right here on the pregame show on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any of our shows today or any of the VEASAN broadcasts, be sure to check out for free our VEASAN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly, a numbers game, or the Lombardi line on the daily VEASAN Best Bet podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights. Get PGA Tour betting previews on Long Shots, the Ron Flatter Racing pod, and the NBA scoop with JVT on the Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting, we have a pod for it, and find them all for free free at vsin.com slash podcast. That's vsin.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the pregame show. Brady Cannon and James Salinas and out in Charlotte, North Carolina, they are wrapping up the final round of the Wells Fargo Championship. The leaders will tee off in a little over an hour from now. Keith Mitchell kind of out of nowhere up to the top of the leaderboard. Hasn't done anything in a few years. Won the Honda Classic a while back as a big long shot. Has not won since, but he's in position as the 54-hole leader. He's at nine under par, but trailing him, Rory McIlroy, who has won this tournament twice before in his career. McIlroy is the betting favorite heading into Sunday at just plus 160. James, let's get to the action on the hardwood. We talked about Miami and the uh, Celtics, and you were on the heat in that game, catching a point there. They have now become a one-point favorite. That one will tip off in less than a half an hour from now. And at 12.30 Pacific, 3.30 Eastern, Another good one with the Knicks at the Clippers. And those red-hot Knicks have all of a sudden lost a couple of games in a row. They are in the four-hole, just a half game ahead of Atlanta in the East. Los Angeles has won two straight. Currently at third in the West, but a game and a half ahead of Denver. The Clippers laying a decent-sized number here. Seven and a half at home with a total of 214 and a half. Same numbers I have out here in Colorado, Brady, and I'm kind of tempted to take the Knicks in this spot. Talked about losing a couple games in a row, and and they're on a tough roads trip right now. So it's going to be a grind of a season, you know, grind to the end of the week for the Knicks to close out the regular season. You know, sitting a half a game ahead of Atlanta, uh, but also just a game ahead of the Heat for that four seed. So lots to play for here for the Knicks, and I think also wanting to get themselves right off the back-to-back losses against both Phoenix and Denver. No shame there, right? But now coming in against the Clippers team that Brady, I just feel like. It's sitting in a good spot where they're at. They're a game and a half ahead of Denver right now for that number three seed. They're not going to be able to climb up to two. So I think they're pretty set where they're going to 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 roll into the playoffs here in a week. But just feel like the Clippers, you know, it's it's no consistency out of their roster due to injuries and and load management, a lot of rest for certain players. Kawhi's been hurt. He's been he's been back the last couple games, but just not a lot of consistency when it comes to lineups out there on the floor. And I think for the Knicks team here, I think definitely want to 
to get themselves right. I'm really tempted here. I, I haven't played this game yet, Brady, but the only side I'm looking at right here is because of that number looking pretty good in, uh, for the Knicks as a dog, plus seven and a half. That's the way I'm leaning. Yeah, that was absolutely my first reaction, too. I think the Clippers are kind of a tough team to figure out. Sometimes they just blow people out, and then other times they kind of put you know lay an egg as far as the effort. But I, I would be on the Knicks catching the points, too. The Pelicans at the Hornets, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Five games left for both of these teams. Charlotte is two games ahead of the 10th spot in the East, while New Orleans is two games back of the 10th and final play-in spot in the West. The Hornets are favored here at home by four with a total of 222. New Orleans looking at there. We know Zion Williamson out most likely for the season. We'll see if they actually do get into that that last playoff spot. And, and if he's able to come back, broke his finger the other night. So he's, he's out for this game for sure and potentially most likely for the remainder of the season. Brandon Ingram is listed as doubtful right now with an ankle injury. So and Steven Adams kind of he's had a sprained toe. So defensively on the interior going to be missing Adams. Most likely again, and kind of feels like it's a, a, a lower number here. I'm kind of tempted to go with the Hornets. I've done this. I've bet the Hornets a on a couple Sundays here. It was a couple weeks ago against the Celtics and just absolutely jumped all over the Celtics that early spot. Now, looking here, just wondering from uh, the motivation is still there, obviously, Brady, for the Pelicans as they are still mathematically have an opportunity to get into the playoffs, right? And with the Spurs, they still have a tough schedule to close out the season here. So I think the Pelicans will bring the effort and the energy, but I also think the Hornets will do the same. Starting to get a little bit healthier, although unfortunately Miles Bridges just out with COVID protocol for the next two weeks. So uh, I'm leaning Hornets here, laying the four. I thought that was a little soft of a number considering the Pelicans and their injuries and kind of where they stand right now outside of the playoff bubble. Yeah, too many question marks for me in this one. I, I am not getting involved. The uh, Mavericks at the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers have been eliminated from the playoffs. They've lost nine games in a row. Dallas has won three straight and eight of its last ten. They're a double-digit favorite here, better than a double-digit favorite, ten and a half in a lot of spots on the road. 216 and a half is your total. James, you going to where the stink is on the Cavaliers today? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally staying away from these teams where, yeah, there's just a couple of games left. And you talked about nine straight losses for the Cavs in the last two games. They really have gotten worked. They lost by 20 and 36 points collectively in each one of those games. So, you know, it's just don't know if the effort and the energy is going to be coming from the Cavs at this point. They've had a few games where they've, they've surprised some folks, but not lately and definitely not the last two games where there's just been no effort, especially on the defensive end of the floor. Floor. And I think the Mavs will be able to score. Porzingis will be out again for them, but playing very well, sitting where they're at, and they might potentially be able to get up to the number five seed. So uh, some potential of where they're going to be sitting at going into the playoffs. I think we'll see the effort and the energy coming out of the, the Mavericks tonight. But the other part here, too, is for how many minutes? Do they play a full 48 quarter, 48 minutes? I don't think they obviously, they, they have no interest in needing to cover a big number like that. Hence, that way, just get the win, move on in advance. They're on the road again on Tuesday playing at Memphis so uh, I, I can't go where the stink is here Brady not no play for me I don't want anything to do with the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> let's skip ahead to the Lakers hosting the Phoenix Suns this will be the nightcap out west 7 p.m. Pacific 10 p.m. Eastern Phoenix trails first place Utah by a game and a half in the conference Los Angeles is currently in the play-in round trailing that six spot by a game and a half the Suns are laying the points here on the road seven and a half with a total of 215. 
Pretty big number. And thinking about the Lakers, and we know they've really banged up. Obviously, LeBron is still out. Number of players still questionable. Game time decision. We also know Dennis Schroeder is out with COVID protocol. So I think looking here, maybe if I was going to find uh, another money line play to to parlay, I might would go with the Suns at the money line price. Suns have a lot to play for, right? A game and a half back, like I said, of Utah for that number one seed. I think they'll be ready and coming to bring it here tonight. But Los Angeles played really tough as a as a road dog at Portland on Friday night. Gave a great effort. Anthony Davis, best game of the season in that game as well. So at least from that perspective, Davis getting better, getting healthier, playing better. I don't think I'm ready to lay seven points on the road right now with the Suns, even though the Lakers are extremely banged up on that roster. Yeah, you talked about this game being important to Phoenix. Sin brings you the English Premier League BetCast for the Derby match between Fulham and Burnley. It'll go at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Presented by BetRivers Sportsbook, VSIN EPL BetCast is the best way to keep up with the soccer betting action live during the matches. Join Nigel Seeley and Hiri Simu as they talk betting during the biggest match of the weekend. If you're new to in-play soccer betting, they'll show you the ropes and the smart plays of the day. Visit vsin.com slash EPL to Tune in at 3 p.m. Eastern Monday afternoon. That's V-S-I-N-E-P-L. Welcome back to the pregame show. Brady Cannon and James Salinas getting you ready for a day of action in sports betting on a Mother's Day Sunday. Happy Mother's Day once again to all the mothers out there. And, James, we talked about this uh, on the ice today, a couple of teams that are pitted against one another that uh, have nothing to play for. You've got that with the Timberwolves and the Magic. Maybe go over the total in this one as well. Why do they have any interest in playing any defense? The uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are favored by seven and a half here. The total at 230. Brady, they haven't had any interest in playing defense all season for these teams. So <laughs> why would it all of a sudden start now, right, when they're already booking reservations and ready to be looking at sitting on a beach here soon enough for these teams? So I'm right there with you. I don't have a play on this game, but absolutely, when you're when you're playing out the string and you're just you're, I think really you're thinking about the the Wolves and the Magic. You got Thun, Thunder and the Kings right now playing some of these games out. The only way I can look at these things is, uh, yeah, they're gonna pad some stats. Let's get my touches. Let me get some shots up and we know in this league there's plenty of open shots especially from the perimeter here really this is just the battle of ping pong balls for the NBA lottery and that's where these teams are sitting so yeah over or nothing for me Brady well you talked about the Thunder and the Kings they will go at 7 p.m. Pacific 10 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. 8 p.m. for the Bulls and the Pistons and the Bulls and the Kings actually still have a little bit of a shot to get into the play on round not much of a shot but uh, they do have a little something to play for did you do anything with either of these two games? Kings have been playing pretty competitively the last few weeks, and and I think that you know De'Aaron Fox is still out, so that's that. I think that's kind of opened up the floor for some other players. Buddy Hield's getting more playing time and shooting the ba- basketball a bit better, but they did get Bagley back on the interior, so I think having a post presence there, they could play a little more inside out for the Kings. You're right, they do still mathematically hanging in there, but it was a tough loss for them on Friday night against the Spurs. I did have the I think I was getting plus. Five and for the Kings in that matchup and right there going into the fourth quarter and then just let the lead slip away. So that might have been their playoff 
hopes slipping away just like that game did in the fourth quarter against the Spurs on Friday here. So, and then thinking about the Thunder, I mean, it's just been open tryouts for them. They've, they actually were competing pretty well the first few months of the season, but once Gilgis Alexander went down with that foot injury a couple months back, they've gone two and 23 since his departure. Al Horford's been sitting. They know they're moving forward and finding, see what their roster is going to look like for next year. So again, no play here, but if anything, same right there with you, Brady. You're talking about the total. I don't think we'll see much defense for either side. I like the over. Yeah, the Thunder losing by 39 to Golden State on Saturday night. We'll see if the Kings can do better than that. They are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Let's get back to the Diamonds, James. The Pirates at the Cubs, 11.20 a.m. Pacific, 2.20 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Tyler Anderson facing Kyle Hendricks. And Chicago squeaked out a win on Saturday over the Pirates, 3-2. to two. They've won five in a row now. They trail St. Louis in the division by just two-and-a-half games. Pittsburgh has won just two of its last 10, and they're trying to avoid the sweep today at Wrigley. They are plus 145 underdogs and a very low total here of just six. I just did a double take, Brady. I looked at six. Was I, was I, was I thought I there was a double five? header or something. Look- <laughs> right. Yeah, is it a seven-inning game? Uh, I think with the way that the weather is in Wrigley today, they may, they wish it was a seven-inning game. The wind's blowing in. It's a pretty stiff wind coming in from Wrigley, coming in from center field, I believe. And it's the wind chill's going to, it's going to be really chilly. So it's the wind chill's going to be in the 30s. Obviously not ideal conditions for hitting the baseball and or even pitching the baseball for that matter. So it was kind of looking at maybe trying to find Find some pitcher props in here, but I don't have any up on my board, unfortunately. So eh, I think probably just because of where that the the weather of way that the way that the weather is coming in, how wind, how stiff that wind is, and the fact that it's going to be really miserable as far as playing baseball today in Wrigley. I, I see why that total is there. I just can't get myself to try to. I don't want to go over. I even though uh, we looking at this Pirates team and and thinking about Hendricks. Hendricks is kind of riding himself. Had a good outing the other day against the Dodgers, and maybe. He's, he just ha- still has it. Hendricks, another one of those, kind of reminds me of Granky, where you know they're going to live on they're going to live on the corners, they're going to live on the black part of the plate, and try to get hitters to fish and and chase pitches out of the zone. And it just really comes down to the matchup when you're talking about the Pirates, a light hitting team. Are they going to be able to uh, take advantage? Because we have seen Hendricks give up the long ball this year, but is that win going to hold some of those balls up in play? I get it why it's sitting at six, but surprisingly, that's the lowest total we've seen in quite a while. I can't think of the last time, Brady, we've seen a total sitting at six. Yeah, no, that is really low. I mean, we don't even really see that in the playoffs that often. Back in the day with, you know, Clayton Kershaw facing off against whoever, uh, very low and uh, definitely inclement weather there in the Chicago area. The Mariners are at the Rangers, 11.35 a.m. Pacific, 2.35 p.m. Eastern. Justice Sheffield versus Dane Dunning. Texas gets the win on Saturday. They've now made it seven of their last ten. Seattle is now two and a half games back of Oakland in the division and they're an underdog today in Arlington plus 120 are the money line are the Mariners with a total James of eight and a half played the first five in this one under four and a half I like both these young pitchers here both both these teams we're talking about the lineups for the Rangers and the Mariners very light hitting teams to begin with and I like the matchup coming in here for both Sheffield and Dunning Dunning is he he, he did get shelled when he had to go back and and uh, face his former f- former teammates there in Chicago a few weeks back but pitched relatively well both of these guys have been pretty solid and eat some innings out there so I'm staying away from bullpens today Brady I 
I got bit on a couple games yesterday that uh, were late losers for me, but I'm staying away from the bullpens. I did like the under here, but I'm just going to go with the first five sitting at four and a half. I took it juiced a little bit against me sitting at a dollar fifteen. James, since I got up this morning and since I got to the studio and now currently I am still not seeing a starter that has been named for the San Diego Padres today in San Francisco. You're not seeing anything either? Nope, and I do not have. I do. I don't see anything, and I don't have a line list. I don't have a. I don't have a play on this game. I don't have a line listed out here. Yeah, there, there's nothing up. I mean, Johnny Cueto is apparently going to go for San Francisco, and you and I talked about this a little bit earlier. He is just coming off of the injured list, so depending on uh, Denelson Lamette was listed for San Diego, but now apparently that has been removed. I don't know if he will eventually become the starter or not. But uh, with Cueto's situation coming off of the injured list, my first reaction would be to bet on San Diego here. Absolutely. I'm right there with you, too. We'll we'll see. Obviously, with their, they got to name some starting pitcher here soon. We've got a couple hours before the game starts. But Johnny Cueto hasn't pitched since April 14th. He's usually, for me, a, a bet against pitcher as it is anyhow. But now coming off this, this long in, issue with his lat strain, we'll see how healthy he really is and how many innings he's going to be able to eat out there. But the one thing with San Francisco, that was one of the full, few games that I did a, a full game that was a winner for me yesterday was with the... The Giants uh, getting a plus price at home. I just like the way that they've been competing. They, it's kind of a really scrappy and gritty team, and you still have a number of veteran holdovers from those World Series days of a few, you know, a handful of years ago. Uh, so some really good leadership within that clubhouse too. So no surprise that they're sitting out there really competing. But it's the pitching that's really been carrying the Giants this so far this season. But right now, uh, yeah, I would be right there with you, Brady, as far as a fade against Johnny Cueto. But we got to see what's who's going to line up for the Padres today. Yeah, pretty amazing. After the Boston Red Sox, just a half game or a full game, the next best records in baseball are the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants. Let's move uh, further down south in California to the Dodgers and the Angels. It'll be Trevor Bauer versus Jose Quintana. Joe Madden wisely went for two on Saturday to make a field goal game, James, uh, but uh, the Dodgers were able to hold on 14-11. to 11. The Angels now five and a half games back in the cellar in the AL West, and they're good-sized underdogs here this afternoon, plus 165 on the money line with a total of eight and a half. That bullpen for the Dodgers has just been brutal all season. Angels are bad, too, man. Wow. I, I know it. I know. I mean, well, you think about it. I mean, the Dodgers at one point, what, had a 13-run lead? And yeah. the bullpen 13 tried to, to do one, everything. I believe they, it was or something. <laughs> they, yeah, the, the Dodgers bullpen tried to do everything they could to allow the Angels to get back in there and potentially win that game late. And uh, I, So I did make a play here. I'm going to back Bauer uh, in this spot here, but I did the run line. Too big of a price for me to, to lay, but I got the run line. I usually I don't play a lot of run lines in baseball, uh, but I will do it, especially if they're on the road. So we make sure if they're winning that game, they get that full nine innings, and that's what the Dodgers will have here playing at the Angels today. Day, but not only here with Bauer and suspect he's going to need to eat a lot of innings, I don't think they're going to be looking to jump to that bullpen at any point soon within this game for the Dodgers. And, and we know Bauer has the ability to go deep into games, but this is more so a bet against Jose Quintana. This is he's he, he's really been roughed up so far this season. Here's another pitcher that, yeah, he like he loves the nibble. He's not going to give in to you. He's not going to challenge hitters. Uh, he's going to get you to chase. And I think with the approach that we've seen out of the Dodgers, we know how they grind out at bats this is a team that will they'll they'll work the counts they'll walk they're not afraid to take 
four pitches and and go to first base, they lead the they lead the bigs with walks as as far as earn walks. Right, they've 159. They are clearly the front runners in Major League Baseball when it comes to 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 leading the way with with base on balls. So, I think it's going to be a, a tough matchup for Quintana to face this Dodgers lineup today uh, so that way with Bauer on the mound and Quintana the other side here I suspect he's going to get uh, he's going to have a lot more walks he's already walked 14 14 batters in 17 innings good approach from the Dodgers at the plate today I'll lay the one and a half run line at a dollar 15. James real quick here do you have an opinion on Sunday night baseball every game all five of them this season so far have gone over the total and they've been thrilling to watch it'll be the Braves and the Phillies with Aaron Nola a slight favorite. Well, I, I think what I'll do is I'll look to play this in-game because as soon as they get to those bullpens, neither of those bullpens wanted to close those game, the, the game out last night, wild game last night. As soon as those bullpens come in, that's probably where I'll look to see if I can bet, get a good number and bet the over. All right, man. We'll uh, see you on Betting Across America coming up next. I'll be around later today for the Green Zone. Thanks for tuning into the pregame show right here on VSIN. <laughs> 